The sermon for InfoCovet, the first Sunday in Lent, is The Written Word of God Overcomes Bad Theology. And as the text is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, If you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. My Christian friends, George Orwell, the author of 1984, said, Many people genuinely do not want to be saints, and it is probable that some who achieve or aspire to sainthood have never felt much temptation to be human beings. But here, in the historic gospel, reading for the first Sunday in Lent is the record of St. Matthew of the temptations of Christ. The Lord Christ, who both as true man and true God, God in the flesh, now will feel the temptations of being truly human. The writer of the book of Hebrews says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Knowing this, you are given the lesson as an example of what to do when temptations come your way and where it is you should look for help. In the first temptation of Christ, the devil said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Now it had been forty days and forty nights since Jesus had anything to eat, and Scripture said, He hungered. So this was a great and fitting temptation with which to begin. I would venture to say that none of us had ever experienced the hunger that Jesus had at this point. All we must do is go to the kitchen and we could at least find a can of soup and maybe some crackers to go with it. Yes, Jesus, being true man, did experience real hunger to the point that he was hungering with real hunger. Yet many feign being hungry to the point of starving. 
Esau, the twin brother of Jacob, was such a person, as it is recorded in Genesis 25. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Jesus would essentially be denying his birthright had he given in to this temptation. And this was the real contention, since Jesus was true God, the Son of the Father. And as true God, he could easily have done that which the devil suggested. Yet, being the Son of God, by taking on human flesh, he was also subservient to his Father's will. In other words, Jesus was to explicitly trust his Father to provide for his need. And this was the Father's will. This is what the Father desired of his Son, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. The devil had tried to make Jesus, by his own powers, according to his human nature, to trust in his own will rather than in the will of his heavenly Father. Many a time there is that we are tempted to trust in anything or anyone else but God himself to provide for our needs. We are to trust solely in the Father's will for us and not to trust in our own will. Too many ordinary people think that in order to be engaged with God that they would have to be saints. We often perceive hunger and poverty as God unwilling to act. Or as Luther thought the devil was saying, Trust in God and don't bake. Wait until a roasted rooster flies into your mouth. But it is not God's will for his people to starve or lack in anything needful. But the Lord doesn't want us to be self-reliant to the point that we don't turn to him in need or give him thanks in days of plenty. See how Jesus used the written word of God to refute this first temptation of the devil. And answer regarding that word was found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Thus Jesus says to the devil, It is written, 
Christians learn from Christ to fight the temptation to depend on their own human natures, natures that have been corrupted by original sin to get what they think they need. Now it is that the devil took Jesus up into, onto a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Psalm 91. Satan is sly, for he knows what the entire scripture he cited says, but he deliberately leaves out the words, to keep you in all your ways, Psalm 91, verse 11. These words, in all your ways, simply mean that if you go outside your way in calling upon the Lord in times of trouble, if you are not kept within all your ways, then it is that you forfeit any claim to the Lord's protection and his providential care. This is what God says he will do for you in Psalm 91, 14 through 16. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You see, it is only with half-truths and portions of the Bible that are taken out of context, which makes for a great majority of false doctrines within Christendom. To fight against this temptation, you need to hold on to and adhere closely to the pure and unadulterated written word of God. Yes, learn from Christ to fight this kind of temptation. Jesus knew that the, devil, that the devil simply proposed false doctrine here. Therefore, Jesus responded, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Adhere not only to the letter of the written word, but also to the spirit of the word, and you will not succumb to the temptations of liberal pseudo-Christianity and bad theology. You will be able to be victorious over all liberal socio-Christianity. You will also be able to be victorious over the temptation to become part of the one-world government and de facto a one-world religion. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. And don't let some leader in your church who claims to be a scholar tell you what the Bible says. For as Second Peter chapter 1, verses 19 and 20 tells us, We have the prophetic word confirmed, which you would do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So Christians learn from Christ to fight the temptation of bad theology and false doctrine 
by letting Scripture interpret Scripture. Now, in the next temptation of Christ, the devil took Jesus up onto a high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world, all the kingdoms of the world, and he said to him, "All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours." Now, you may ask. Did the devil had it in his authority to grant Jesus all this worldly power? The devil is indeed called the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 and the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2. Also, it is written in Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. And within this short time, Satan, a spiritual being, was given power to operate within the physical realm of the earth and in which carnal man was dwelling. Now, at first sight, one would think that the devil was really a stupid oaf, since he was unable to get Jesus to eat when he was starving, that somehow Jesus would then give in to the temptation to have all the glory and the power of the kingdoms of this earth. However, this was what Satan wished Jesus would do in his human weakness, namely, forget that he, Jesus, was indeed true God, the same essence of his Father, and that it was the devil and not he who should be bowing down and worshiping. Therefore, Jesus responds with scripture by saying, For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Yielding to this temptation destroys faith and kills true worship that is to be offered in spirit and in truth. Yielding to this temptation destroys the very adoration of the triune God himself. It has been the destruction of many congregations, even though they still look busy and prosperous, much like the church of the Laodiceans in Revelation chapter 3. The poison of earthly things and their glory has destroyed many in Christendom. Indifference to Sunday worship because of things is more contagious than the coronavirus is to the world today. It can and will spread to our children whenever we become more excited about the world rather than the great and the glorious powers in heaven that we have in and through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, the world and its powers, including the God of this world, Satan, are very evil, and Christians should stay alert to the fact that the temptations to gain great power and wealth may well mean that you forfeit your own soul. For what is it above? For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Matthew 16, 26. Christians learn to fight the temptation of power and lust for things by worshiping 
in honoring the only one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, friends, many otherwise good people have their faith chipped away by sitting under the feet of false teachers and preachers who claim that they are speaking the word of the Lord and flatter their hearers by smooth talking and a great display of love. But their concerns are of this world, and they do grave injustice to the Bible, God's inerrant and infallible word. Remember, therefore, what Jesus taught, as recorded in John 15. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The joy that you feel in the recreated heart for Jesus and his glories is beyond this world's comprehension and always will be. Therefore, if you find yourselves troubled by any of these temptations, remember and learn from the master himself how to fight them. Say, away with you, Satan, for it is written. Amen.